0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Welcome to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast.
2: I beat mean, stop singer! toss on up the first, in time to get 7 Three-run home. Specialist Fernando Abad and the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye, baseball. Straight away center field. Canola Cruz go back to back. And the King, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven scoreless innings.
1: Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Welcome back. Time once again for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Thanks for being here. Mariners falling last night to the Texas Rangers in game two of the three-game set. We'll get to that in just a moment. Also, we'll hear from the commissioner. He was in town. Rick Riz sat down with Rob Manfred. So that comes up in a few minutes. But the Mariners, well, last night did not go as planned as they fall 8-6. to six. They fell down big early, down 7-1. to one. Felix Hernandez on the hill, cruising through the first three.
2: Felix again, the 2-2. Swing and a miss. Strike three. There is the changeup. Back-to-back punch outs for Felix to finish the top of the third. It is nine up, nine down, looking very much like the king here tonight at Safeco Field. But
1: ran into massive problems in the fourth. Locks became an issue. The Mariners give up seven runs in the fourth inning.
2: And the one-two pitch swing and a high drive deep into right center field. Hanniger going back to the one. He tracked near the wall. Leaps up and it's gone. Goodbye baseball. Rugnetto door with a grand slam home run. And the Rangers now lead the Mariners by a score of seven to one here in the top of the fourth inning. Seven runs for Texas here in the frame.
3: Lost my command a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I was missing, but I was missing down in the sun. And three walks and uh, a couple of races. That's what happened. I knew I was not going to go longer than 70, so I, knew it was, I was done for the day. Is it easy to get distracted when a couple of plays behind you don't go quite the way that you haven't lined up? It's part of baseball. Baseball's like that. I mean, you cannot you know, do nothing about that. You just gotta go through. I feel like you didn't pitch out of the stretch until before. Yeah. Was that a factor? No, I will say, not really. I mean, that was different from the stretch in the wino, so it may be, yeah, why not? How well, good did
2: you feel those first three? You know? it feels really good, man.
3: Uh, even in the fourth. I mean, first walk to the shield it was a close pitches, and it was ball. And I feel really good. It looked like they started trying to weigh you out a little bit, too. They weren't gonna chase Really, because they're always aggressive,
1: but it looked like now third or fourth I
3: mean they're waiting out a little. They were waiting a little bit, but you know, like I said, the first three innings I was going after hitters, I was throwing a lot of strike, and that was different between the first three and then the fourth.
2: They should probably get two more starts. What do you what do you want to get down here?
3: Just try to finish strong. I mean, the last two starts, I'm just gonna go. I don't know how many pieces gonna go, but I'm just gonna finish strong.
1: Can that can, can that mean something? I mean, given that you know on the
4: disabled list had your season really interrupted like that
3: yeah I man it's just tough for me i mean and i used to being in the dl and like i said what happens and the last two starts trying to finish from from get to wins for the team
1: they were really facing an uphill climb at that point down seven to one the mariners though would peck
2: away swing and a fly ball by cruz deep to right field going and going good by baseball way out of here to right field Way back into the lower deck, Nelson Cruz with his 34th home run of the season. An opposite field shot, Mariner's second home run tonight. Here's the pitch, swung on line, drive down the right field line, a fair ball all the way to the wall. Rounding third, heading home, scoring Zunino, Gamble to second, up with the ball two, the throw to second, cut off by Odor, and it's a two-run ball game. Ben Gamble with an RBI double, back-to-back doubles. Mike Zunino scoring from second and it's now the Rangers eight and the Mariners six
1: one in the fourth one in the sixth two in the seventh one more in the eighth some other opportunities as well with the bases loaded but they couldn't quite get it done and the Rangers take the series they take the ball game eight to six here's what Scott service said after the game
4: We'll start with, um, you know, obviously Felix Hernandez. Um, about the first three innings, uh, he threw the ball outstanding. He was attacking the strike zone. Um, you know, he was as sharp as he's been <laughs> in a long time. Uh, you know, unfortunately, the fourth inning, you know, that was the you know, that unraveled. And, you know, it just kind of starts with the walks. And, you know, we didn't make get a couple of errors in that inning. And then, uh, you know, the, the big mistake pitched to Odour uh, that dug us a, a really big hole. Um, our guys kept fighting. Uh, no. You know, proud of our group there. Uh, they kind of know what we're up against at that point in the game, and we did not quit. You know, even until the last out was made. You know, we had a lot of swings. Uh, you know, we had guys on bases, bases loaded, a couple innings, and didn't really bust. You know, bust through with the big knock there. But uh, you know, we, we hang in. We hung in there. Uh, just the the hole was so deep, we just couldn't overcome it. So uh, frustrating, uh, I think is the best way to put it. Um, you, know, you get off to a good start in that game. Felix is cruising along. I don't think anybody really squares him up you know first time through the order and you're thinking yeah you know we're probably going to be okay to get five innings out of them uh, just just didn't happen tonight that was the plan going in and unfortunately we couldn't get there they put the big number up in the fourth inning
3: what happened with him and it looked like he was nibbling a little bit more couldn't quite find a release point I
4: yeah I, I think the you know certainly the leadoff walk uh, to the shields uh, base hit and we make the air in the outfield first and third and we have the, the ground ball uh, to siegs which you know i think we got the guy at home on that play so a couple of plays weren't made, a couple of ground balls get through, um, you know, on pretty decent pitches, and then, you know, ultimately it's, it's the walks, it's the free passes uh, that got us in that inning, you know, along with the with the big swing or the big home run by O'Dour. So, um, you know, to pinpoint, and you know, you're going out for the fourth, I think we're in great shape, you know, it just, just didn't work out that way.
3: It's kind of looked like they waited him out a little bit. He's saw a lot
4: of offspeed, so kind of on. Uh A little bit. I think, uh, you know, they just they weren't strikes. And you've got to keep attacking the strike zone. And, and um, you know, to their credit, they, they did lay off some close pitches there. But, uh, again, the first three innings, I thought as like I said, as sharp as I've seen Felix in, in quite some time. So I was as surprised as anybody, you know, it got away from us there uh, in the fourth inning. Yeah, I think I would do work on Alvarez last week inning, and then just, uh... Just like the left-on-left there. Yeah, Odor has, um, you know, he's got power. There's no doubt he's got power. and He's hitting 149 off left-handed pitching this year. Um, you know, Albers has done a really nice job for us. Um, he made a mistake over in Texas uh, against him. And, unfortunately, you know, he got ahead 0-2 in the count. And he had a lot of places to go. Uh, just got the ball in a really, really bad spot. And to a guy who's got 30 home runs, you know, you are going to pay the price. So, um, you know, you got to execute and you got to continue and, in that situation, Elvers has done a really nice job for us this year. He just you know, made a bad pitch in a bad spot. Simmons continues to pitch
3: well for it really,
4: really did. Um, shay has got really good arm, got good stuff. It's nice to see him healthy uh, and throwing the ball, you know, really well. The fastball's got a lot of life, and you know, the last curveball he threw to, to strike out the last hitter, you know, was awesome. So, um, definitely a, a bright side, you know, sign there. Um, and again, um, our guys continue to battle and compete and. You know, we gotta we gotta play smarter. I uh, gotta play crisper baseball, and you know the walks, a couple of errors, base running. It all adds up, and you can't overcome it. You know, no matter how many runs you score, you know we gotta be gotta be crisper there.
3: It's one of those plays, the eighth inning, base running with Gamble there.
4: Yeah, um, you know it's something that has happened to Ben a couple times this year. Um, we've talked about it. We get out work on it. You know, you've got to anticipate, and you know, when the ball comes or it's hit off the bat, you know where you're headed. It's a reaction play, but. Um, it's a mistake that should be not, not be made at the big league level, when it's happening. And I, I know
0: you're trying to stay game for game, but how costly have last year then, given that the Twins and
4: Angels keep losing it? Uh, They hurt. There, there's no question about it. Uh, it definitely hurts. I think everybody feels it uh, in our clubhouse. Uh, we got to play better baseball. You know, that's the ultimate. You're not going to the playoffs. You continue to make errors and, and you know, don't execute in crucial situations or make pitches. That's just, just where we're at. That's the reality of it. Uh, our guys know that. Uh, it's not like they're not trying hard, but, you know, we got to continue to compete and, you know, we got to make a little bit better decisions and execute better, and that's, that's where we're at. was struggling with his command there, walked a couple of other bases, and going after the first pitch? Yeah, you know, it's, you know, Deakman, you know, he's pitched a lot for them recently. Uh, you know, the situation there, um, you know, they've got Bush up in the bullpen, uh, ready to go if, if we do run a righty up there. Uh, Alonzo, you know, in the game and, um, you know, got a pretty good pitch to hit. You know, he got out front of it, rolled it over to, to, to first base. I don't have a problem. He, you know, he, he, he smokes a ball there, hits a double, you know, and you're right there in the game. Now you've tied it or uh, we're, we're right where we need to be. So I don't have a problem with
1: that. So now the M's game three of this series before Cleveland comes in. James Paxton will take them out tonight. A couple of lefties go at it. Cole Hamels we will take the ball for the Texas Rangers. 7-10 first pitch tonight from Safeco Field as the Mariners look to salvage the finale before Cleveland comes in for the final three home games of the season. We'll have things over now to Rick Riz, who sat down with the MLB commissioner.
2: What an opportunity, a chance to sit down and talk baseball with the head man in the game of baseball, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, here in Seattle. And, Rob, it's great to have you here. What brings you to Seattle?
0: Well, I make an effort um,
2: each season to
0: get out and visit as many ballparks during the regular season as I can. And um, this will be my last week of visits before the playoffs. I'm doing four teams here on the West Coast and uh, sort of a routine part of my tour.
2: Mr. Commissioner, a lot has happened during your time as as commissioner since taking over from Bud Selig, who did a tremendous job. A lot of good things, changes in how we play the game, pace of play, technology we use for now replay reviews course, the second wild card has been a great addition, uh, especially for teams like the Mariners, with some hope here at the end of the year. But all that aside, is the biggest accomplishment during your time working alongside Bud Selig, and now as commissioner, labor peace between the owners and the players—no work stoppage since the 1994, early 1995 seasons.
0: I think labor peace is the most important thing that any sport can do in terms of establishing a bedrock for the game to be successful and continue to grow. Uh, Bud deserves tremendous amount of credit for bringing a group of us together and allowing us the freedom to to kind of change the labor relations environment, mature the relationship with the MLBPA, um, you know, with Don originally, most of it with Mike Wiener, and more recently with Tony Clark.
2: Yeah, new five year agreement last year, that'd be nice.
0: It was uh, it was good to get that agreement behind us. I think it's a good agreement for both parties, and you know, hats off to. We had some real participants in that process that deserve a ton of credit. Dan Hallam, the chief legal officer at baseball, and uh, Ron Fowler, the uh, uh, chairman of the Padres, who headed our negotiating committee.
2: Rob, let's talk about a lot of things that are on the table right now, talking about the game of baseball and how it can be, get even better. There's a lot of talk about pace of play, trying to quicken things up and I'm sure there's a lot of ideas on the table to do that some pitchers work quickly some pitchers take forever We see, will we see a pitch clock in the near future where pitchers may have just maybe 20 seconds to deliver a pitch?
0: We're uh- having ongoing conversations with the MLBPA. And I hope that we're going to see a series of rule changes for next year that are relevant to the pace of play issue. Um, I'm not going to make a prediction about the pitch clock. I will say this. Me personally, I think it's a good idea. We throw, on average, 300 pitches a game. There's no other rule change that has a more immediate impact on the pace of the game. And I think it's uh, something we need to stay focused on.
2: Catchers go to the mound, pitching coaches go to the mound, uh, a lot to anything in that regard.
0: Um, yeah, I think that mound visits are another topic that we're, we're discussing. I think in general, I, w- I would characterize the conversations this way. We're focused on dealing with issues that we think about as dead time slow delivery of pitches, mound visits, excessive time in inning breaks uh, is another one. You can make those changes. You can improve the pace of the game. But equally important, you're not having an effect on the actual competition on the field.
2: A lot of technology now in the game of baseball. Replay reviews have come a long way. I was a little skeptical at first, wondering how long is this going to take and everything. But it's really worked. We're getting the calls right. Now there's been discussion about taking the technology even farther with using laser technology to create a strike zone. Go with that as far as calling balls and strikes. The home plate umpire will still be there. Let everybody know what it is. Are we getting close to the technology of a laser electronic strike zone?
0: Right now, we do not have technology that is accurate enough and quick enough to call balls and strikes on a real-time basis. I think that technology will continue to evolve and develop, and we will get to that technology at some point. If and when we get to technology, I think we need to pause and have a real conversation about whether it is a good idea to remove the human element of the home plate umpire from a game that is really traditional in terms of its thinking about how people interact on the field.
2: Visiting with the Commissioner of Baseball, Mr. Rob Manfred. Rob, here it is September with all the September call-ups, uh, rosters, of course, uh, a lot larger. We played the game a little differently in September than we do the first five months of the year. More relievers in the bullpen. The Angels have 14 relievers the other day. They played a game with 21 pitchers. More pitching changes because you have the manpower down there, do you see in the near future, the September call-ups, you know, still being around, but maybe designating a 26 or 20 main roster available for that game or for or a, a particular series.
0: This was a hot topic in the last basic agreement negotiation. Last winter we actually thought we had a tentative agreement where we would play with 26 all year and then have – up to 28 in September and you could designate in and out. Um, Unfortunately, that agreement fell apart. I'm hopeful that we will revisit that topic during the term of this basic agreement, because I do agree with the sentiment that we play the game a little differently in September uh, than we do all year long. They're arguably our most important games, and quite frankly, I don't think a 21-pitcher game is necessarily good for us. Mr. Manfred,
2: thank you so much for your visit. The Commissioner of Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, enjoy the rest of your visit here in Seattle. You're doing a tremendous job. All right, thank you very much. The all-time hit record in a single season held by George Sisler of the St. Louis Browns back in 1920 at 257 late in the season of 2004 Ichiro got the base hit to put him in the record books, number 258, and
0: he broke the record right here at Safeco Field in one of the most memorable moments ever. As uh, George Sisler's kin were here to see Ichiro do it, and it was a very,
2: very poignant night. Now the windup and the 3-2 on the way, swinging a ground ball, basing up the middle. There it is, number 258, a major league record for Ichiro. The fans are on their feet, and row has just established a new single-season hit record. There is number 258, and he moves on by George Sisler. See you later! It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the A.C. to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the A.C. system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution.